Hi, and welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday. My name is John, and this is a podcast where it is my goal to serve you well by providing you up-to-date, creative, and personal travel tips to make the best out of your travel goals. We hope that you enjoy the episode. And welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. I'm so glad to be able to talk to you all tonight and hear from you again. Uh, again, I mentioned this last week, I'm using a new multi-stream platform to stream not only to Facebook Live, but to YouTube as well, uh, in addition to the podcast platform that we have going on right now. So if you are here tonight, if you pop on, please let me know that you're here uh, for the simple reason. I just want to know that the, the comments are working because I'm using a different app. I'm not doing it directly through Facebook this time. So um, appreciate you joining me. So a few things up front that I wanted to mention. First of all, I mentioned this in my Facebook story and newsfeed earlier that I've got a special Disney announcement that I'm going to hold to the end that I want to tell you about that I'm very excited about. Uh, also, uh, some awesome things are in the works for Travel Tips Tuesday, uh, creating a new intro outro for the podcast version. Very excited about that. Uh, a new website that I've been working on or new to a lot of you anyway. It's actually been in existence for a little while, but kind of fine tuning it to get to where it needs to be. And also a Facebook page to kind of create some community around some travel advice that people need uh, and want and are looking for. Uh, and also some other things as well that are coming down the pipeline. So very excited about this. Uh, very glad to be able to do this. Again, I'm just sharing uh, my knowledge and experience to hopefully the benefit of others. So I hope that uh, you're able to uh, enjoy it and get some stuff out of it. So again, if you are, do pop on tonight, please let me know that you're here. Uh, also let me know if you've got any questions. We'd love to be able to, to chat with you. So tonight, what are we going to talk about? We are going to talk about park etiquette, everybody's favorite topic, right? Is it magical all the time? Well, you know, sometimes, you know, with proper preparation, you know, you can kind of have all your ducks in a row and do all the research and those kinds of things. But, uh, you know, park etiquette is one of those things that you can prepare yourself for if you're intentional about it. But you can't always expect everybody to be as prepared uh, as you are. So, you know, how do you prepare yourself? How do you deal with people that are not as prepared as you are? Uh, so let's let's get into it tonight. The first thing that I want to mention. So I'm a father of, of four kids, six and under. We've traveled to Disney recently as a family of four. We had to take our uh, double stroller there that fit just inside the new stroller guidelines. If you've not heard, as of May the first, uh, Disney implemented some new rules of the parks that included no loose ice. Bring it in. Um, you can't smoke inside the parks anymore. One of the other big ones was strollers. They've limited the size. Uh, strollers because some people have abused that uh, as far as bringing in just basically large items that they don't really need to have uh, and that can obstruct uh, the view and, and, and affect the uh, experience that other people have. So I get it. You know, I, you know, we have a large family. I understand the need to have, uh, you know, mobility for kids, especially later in the day as they get tired and exhausted. Um, I understand that very personally so please hear me say that up front i'm not saying that double strollers are are, are are a bad thing they're not they're they're necessary but you know we have to think about the other part guests that are there as well uh, so disney is very much of a family oriented uh place so uh please keep that in mind um next around ecvs ecvs basically are short for uh electric uh chair vehicles or electric wheelchairs um, the kind of riding scooters that you see people use, uh, mobility scooters, uh, some people refer to them as that. Uh, mobility scooters are one of those things that, you know, 
a lot of people need uh, for, for valid reasons. They can't stand up uh, for long periods of time due to health issues, you know, broken bones, a number of other things. And sometimes I will say uh, people have health issues. They may look perfectly healthy. Uh, they may look, you may say, well, that person looks fine. You know, they, they can, you know, get up and walk. Why are they riding in that? Well, you know, they may have something going on that you don't know about. Just because somebody, somebody looks healthy, don't assume that they have all their ducks in a row. Now, do people abuse the system? Sure. Absolutely. That happens. I get it. I've observed it. I understand it. But don't always assume um, or, or get, you know, bent out of shape just because somebody looks that way. So, the third thing tonight is walking etiquette. And walking etiquette, we're going to spend some time here because, you know, you got to think, well, I don't know how to walk. I get up and, you know, I go to the park or I make my way around. You know, if, if I'm able to do that, I, I do. There's no problem. Um, but there's some things you want to think about that you want to be considerate of because everybody's looking to have a great experience. Everyone's looking to get the most, you know, bang for their buck while they're there. And, and you're not the only person there. So, uh, let's, I'm going to spend some time here. And again, I'm not seeing any comments come through on the live feed right now. Uh, this may be something I have to go back around and look at. Uh, so if you are commenting, I'm sorry, I don't see it. I will, uh, at the end of it, uh, check those and make sure that uh, I follow up with everybody. So talk back and forth. Let me know what you think as we kind of go along here. So the first thing is this with walking etiquette. Don't cut across randomly. So you're walking down Main Street, USA. Maybe you're going to Disney for the first time, or maybe you're at Epcot. You see Spaceship Earth, or you're at Animal Kingdom. You see the Tree of Life for the first time, um, or you're at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and you see the Chinese theater that's there, or um, you're you're over uh, going down and looking at Tower of Terror the whole time. So don't cut across randomly. As you're going through, you're seeing all these wonderful uh, park icons. You know, don't just stop where you are. You're going to be blown away, but keep in mind there are going to be people around you, especially if it's a busy day. You've just come through the turnstiles. Step to the side if, if you need to get yourself situated, if you need to go to the little cart where there are maps right as you come through the turnstiles right inside the parks. Usually there's a little cart that has maps and all sorts of languages for the parks. When you get one of those, step to the side. Just, just be conscious of other people around you. You're excited. I get it. Have a good time. Be pumped. Be ready to go. Go in and go for it. But be, be conscious of other people that are around you trying to move around. Um, and, and don't cut across traffic as you're walking down uh, the different pathways and you know, streets and things like that because there are people around you and nobody likes that. You can bump into somebody and, you know, sometimes people are polite, but not always. Uh, especially be mindful uh, when, you're, when you're in crowds, you know, going into the parks, as I mentioned, going to, through the turnstiles earlier and also leaving as well, especially after the nighttime spectaculars like the fireworks shows, you know, illuminations at Epcot and otherwise, because that's when a large number of people are leaving and walking all at one time. So you especially need to be aware uh, at that point for your safety, but also just, you know, being polite and, and a number of other things. Um, so keep that in mind. Have a good time, you know, smile at folks, be polite um, and, and move forward. Uh, and then next, uh, respect. These are in no particular order. Respect the tape lines. So, if you um, go to uh, a park and at night or or the parade, the three o'clock parade. Old joke. What time is the three o'clock parade? Well, it's at three o'clock. People have made sure it's about that because as cast members, we got asked all the time, "When's the three o'clock parade?" Well, it's it's at three o'clock in Magic Kingdom. So, um, there you go. 
So respect the tape lines. Cast members will put out masking tape along the sidewalks in different areas. And those are basically for your safety, but also to help control the flow of traffic. Um, you need to stay inside those if you're going to be viewing. If you're outside the tape lines, you can't stop um, just because they're trying to, to keep the traffic flowing and moving. And the cast members will try to be as polite as possible to kind of help you move along, uh, as it were. But just be respectful of that. Um, and, and cognizant of it, especially if you're going to the in for the first time, those things are there to help you out. And if you are camping out for a spot for the parade or the night spectacular, if you don't have fast passes, but sometimes even if you do, uh, it's good to go ahead and, and get there as early as possible, especially for the nighttime shows. I recommend at least an hour ahead of time. You know, park yourself, go get some snacks. You'll be fine. Send somebody in your group to go get snacks and save your space, and that's fine. Uh, speaking of which, if you are saving space, um, don't don't do it obnoxiously. Be kind. Be gentle. You may have a lot of people that ask you, "Are you saving spots?" Well, you could say yes, and if those folks don't show up that you're you're saving space for, and it's five minutes before the show starts, you may have to give it up just to allow other people to come in because you you never know. So um, just just be aware of that. Clear communication uh, is, is a huge help in that respect. Um, already talked about don't stopping in the middle of walkways when I talked about communal parks. Don't, don't, just don't. Don't stop in the middle of the walkways randomly because you never know who's going to be right behind you or how close they are. If they've got a stroller, if they've got, uh, you know, an electric wheelchair or scooter. Um, you never know if people are paying attention or whatnot. So it's better for you just to be more aware if you can and keep your head on a swivel, so to speak. So if you're you know, walking down the street and you need to stop, step to the side. Because again, there are a lot of people there. It's the number one tourist destination in the world. So there are gonna be a lot of people there. Some days there are more people than others, but there are always gonna be people, that, good people there that are, that are right behind you. So check behind you if you're stopping uh, in the middle for a picture before you do. Um, go to the side if you can. And then the last thing is don't, and there are some other things that I'm sure people are mentioning in the comments, but don't walk five across, six across, seven across down Main Street. You know, even like, you know, even three is probably a stretch. Uh, when groups do that, you know, it's kind of like going down the interstate and there's, you know, three lanes of traffic, one lane. You've got three cars that are staying right next to each other or even two that are staying right next to each other. It can be frustrating when you're trying to get from one place to another. So be kind. Um, just be aware. Don't do that. You know, I understand some families with small children may need to do that. They need to hold hands for safety reasons and stuff like that. But just just be aware. Plan well. Um, and, you know, it's, if you are walking somewhere, especially, again, if it's in the morning uh, when the gates are first opening for the day or at night when the parks are closing, there's a lot of people entering or leaving all at one time, have a designated meeting spot. We talked about this a few weeks ago when I gave my trip report. Uh, have a designated meeting spot because that will be huge. Either you know, and maybe the default is guest relations, uh, you know, outside the park or, or or inside the park or you know the baby care center or whatever it is. Just have a designated meeting spot. If for some reason, you get separated because sometimes technology fails. You can't get in touch with each other over over phones and text messaging and stuff like that. Guest relations is always a great uh, opportunity, but um, just having a a, a designated meeting spot that works for you all is great to kind of check in and, and whatnot. So that's kind of wrapping up the walking etiquette side of things. I've got seven total different categories that we're going to look at tonight, but walking etiquette is going to be the biggest, uh, I think, one that, that a lot of people deal with. The fourth thing, and this is just kind of, 
You know, common sense, B.O. Nobody likes to talk about this. Okay, it's a personal thing. I understand. I, I get it. But for Pete's sake, you're in Central Florida, middle of summer, spring. You know, it's, it's warm and humid and sticky 11 and a half months out of the year. Use deodorant. Be polite to the people around you. And, and also, at the same time, realize that there are cultures from all over the world that are going to be there. And they have different expectations for hygiene. And that can mean a number of different things. So, again, take care of yourselves. Take care of the people in your party around you. But also be respectful to others. Don't be overly critical because that could easily ruin your day if you let it get to you too much. And it can ruin the day of people around you. So just take care of yourselves. Proper hygiene. Also, related to that, proper clothing. Dress intentionally and in for, for what you're going to be doing. You know, you don't need to be wearing a parka in the middle of July or boots or whatever. I mean, just dress comfortably. Again, I've talked about proper footwear, but also don't don't wear clothes that could potentially potentially get you in trouble if you're going on a specific ride. Just, just take care of yourself. Again, take care of those around you. Uh, watch out for each other, those kinds of things. So dress appropriately for what you're going to be doing and who you're going to be around, keeping in mind that, that Disney really is a, is a family destination. There's a lot, a lot of adults-only activities to do there. There are. There really are. But uh, in large part, uh, Disney is mostly a family uh, destination. Uh, the next thing is this, uh, language. And I'm not talking about you know, Epcot speaking languages from all around the world, but I'm just talking you know, not, not cussing. Um, yes. So... Uh, my wife reminded me of a story about clothing um, in just a second that I, I need to tell from my time as a cast member. Uh, there's lots of, lots of stories to be told from that. So let's finish up talking about language real quick, and then I'll tell you that, that story. Um, so language, don't, if, if you can, don't cuss. You know, I understand that's part of your vocabulary for some people. Okay, um, that's totally cool. For, I mean, not, not for me because I, I choose not to do that. Um, but uh, just be aware that again you're you're in a family kind of centered family oriented environment whether it's later in the day early in the morning uh there are going to be typically small children middle-aged children others around you all the time and just be careful of what you say and in the way you word things be respectful to other people i realize that you're spending a lot of money to get there you're taking time off of work you're taking time maybe in some cases uh, you know, away from family if you're there, you know, for a convention or a conference or something like that. But don't uh, don't feel like you can just speak whatever word comes to your mind um, because you know, again, it can it can take you to a place maybe that you don't want to go and potentially ruin your own trip, or it could ruin somebody else's trip. Uh, be polite, be courteous, uh, especially to the cast members. If you're hot and miserable. Just think about the cast members that are there all day long. And some of them, they get paid peanuts. They don't do that to earn big bucks, especially the ones that are you know, working the attractions uh, that you see that are the, the face, typically, of, of Disney. They don't earn that, do that to earn that big bucks, typically. They do that because they love serving people. They do that because they love the Walt Disney Company. They do that because they want to see you have a quality experience. So be polite to them. Just, just do it. Be polite to them. It could make your day just by being nice to them and putting a smile on, on their face. Uh, so, I mean, cast member uh, etiquette is, is huge. And that's going to kind of be the next thing. So this is going to kind of be a bonus, bonus one on here tonight. Um, so this will kind of help push us into eight different things. But 
just being polite to the cast members is is something that's just you know kind of being a nice person, being a well-rounded person. You know, they can't hand you the world. Yes, Disney sets the standard for a lot of different things in the business world, as far especially as far as customer service goes. But they can't wave a literal you know real magic wand because real magic wands don't exist. They can't make stuff appear out of thin air. No, they will you know work their tails off to make sure you are accommodated properly. Uh, you know, if something were to go crazy or, or whatever the case is, um, you know, in, in special circumstances and whatnot, uh, you know, they, they will do what they can. And even as, as travel agents, I will do what I can uh, to help you tap into that, help you realize to the full potential of what Disney is able to do for you and help set realistic expectations because I've been there and I know what's possible and I know what's not possible. Um, I've peeked behind the magic a little bit, if you will, and, and I know it's possible. I know it's how a lot of the stuff is run. I've talked to some of the people. I met a vice president that used to run uh, Walt Disney, uh, Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom in Orlando, and I also met the former vice president for all of Walt Disney World. Uh, totally awesome people, and they they try to train their folks well, and they've left an amazing legacy. But again. Uh, we have to have realistic expectations of what's possible based on the crowd levels, based on what we're looking at, based on you know, when we're going uh, and, and what's available. So uh, they will work hard. I will work hard for you. But um, keep in mind that not they can't always hand you the world, so to speak. Uh, and by being kind to them, sometimes it'll make their day. It, it, it will go way beyond just saying thank you or, or smiling at them or maybe bringing them a small token of your appreciation, especially if you're a regular, if you're an annual pass holder. If you've never done something like that, uh, find a way to bless a cast member. Um, it, it'll be an amazing thing. Give them feedback. If somebody blesses you and, and does an incredible job, or, and, and even if it's not like, even if it's not doing, going above and beyond necessarily, but you see somebody doing their job well, um, send guest relations an email. I'll try to drop that email in the in the comments here in a little bit when when we wrap up. Uh, you know, their tweet uh, Walt Disney World. Let them know. Uh, post on 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 Facebook wherever you are. Let them know. You know, tell them the name of the cast member, where they work. You know, what day it was, and those kinds of things. Because those cast members will be recognized, and there are certain things set in place to recognize cast members that do their job well. Uh, and by doing that, you're supporting them. Um, again. They don't do this a lot of times for the big bucks. Uh, they do it because they have a passion for customer service. They have a passion for, uh, you know, all things Disney, and they want to work for one of the best companies in the world. So there's that. There's that about cast members. If you want to talk more about that, uh, we'd love to talk more with you later about it. So the seventh thing is this, uh, phone etiquette. Uh, phone etiquette. So Disney has some awesome apps that are in place, um, like the My Disney Experience app, and also the the Play uh, Plays Disney Parks app as well, where you can interact with some interactive elements um, around Walt Disney World Park property uh, while you're in some of the queues and whatnot to kind of pass the time a little bit. And you know, if if you're like me, you know, I'm around a lot of people with phones. I'm using my phone right now for uh, this this live stream. And, you know, phones are great. They're super handy for email, for communicating, and social media, and, and all those sorts of things. But they can be a distraction. So when you go on vacation, you're not going on vacation to, you know, stay glued the whole time looking at your phone um, and, and disconnecting with the people around you. Because typically you go on these trips to connect with the people around you. So disconnect as much as possible. Use that do not disturb feature. Set your email on away. You know, if, if you have Messenger, set your Messenger notifications on away. 
and make sure that people know that you're there to connect with your family. You, know, you might post something on Instagram or whatever, fine, or Facebook, just kind of sharing with people what you're up to if you want to do that. But some people choose to take all their pictures and then do that after they get home. Uh, so they have time to go through them and they can update people about you know their experience and what they were able to do. So um, again, my, my wife said that's what your travel agent is for. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so don't um, don't stay glued to it. And, and one of the things that you know related to that, what your travel agent is for, they're held, they're there to help you uh, walk through um, your your plans and help make sure you have everything set up before you get there. Meaning, you know, your fast passes are planned in advance. Your dining reservations are set up, so you're not sitting there going through your phone, however, while people are in the parks running around you trying to figure out what rides are open and what rides are not. You know, the 60-day mark for uh, folks that are that are, that are staying on property, uh, for the majority of people that book an on-property vacation, that 60 days is when you get the, the fast pass uh, booking option, um, and then 30 days for everybody else. And even some of the good neighbor hotels, you have the 60-day perk as well. Uh, for dining, you're talking 180 days in advance. So speaking of which, if you're thinking about traveling to Disney during the holidays, we're probably going to talk about the holidays next week, as in December, November kind of stuff. Uh, the booking windows for holiday trips are opening right now. So if you're thinking about uh, you know, a, a Thanksgiving-ish trip, or especially over towards Christmas, uh, the New Year, that kind of thing, you need to be thinking about dining and you need to be booking your trip if you have not because those uh, dining reservations will go quickly those fast pass reservations will go quickly and if you want to have a vacation experience that is that is worth your time worth the investment with your money and without the hassle you want to go ahead and get on the ball if you've not done that and would love to talk to you with you more about that if you have questions about all that so um again there's the play parks app there's the my disney experience app they're great tools to utilize but by working with your travel agent, you won't necessarily have to stay glued to them all the time. You may can pull them up to see when your next fast pass is or that kind of thing. But uh, unless you're taking pictures and whatnot, um, preserve your battery life. You know, you may have a USB charging stick with you, but preserve your battery life um, so you can preserve the memories that you have around you that are going on. Because a lot of the memories that go on that will happen will be those ones in the margin. It won't be the ones when you're going on the rides or while you're maybe while you're watching the fireworks because some pretty cool things can happen then. Um, but a lot of those memories that you'll have will be on the bus or on the monorail or on the car ride down where you're going or airplane or in the airport, wherever it is, at the hotel. So don't stay glued to your phone all the time. Invest in the people around you so that they can invest in you and you can have an amazing experience. Don't stay glued to your phone, please. I beg of you. Um, so this we're kind of wrapping up the, the official sort of um, – list here uh, about about park etiquette and again it, it can be pretty magical for you you know i started off with this question park etiquette isn't magical all the time and i said you know yeah it, it kind of can be uh for the most part with proper expectations and you know being flexible and, and planning well and all these kinds of things but um again realize that sometimes stuff happens sometimes bad weather happens sometimes rides go down for reasons that are so technical some of us may not understand um, sometimes other things happen that we can't control but it does not mean it has to ruin your day it does not mean it has to ruin the day of people around you and by having a positive attitude by having a positive outlook when you're going to the park especially if you're the trip leader again i've talked about this before people will look to you and how you react in times of stress when things don't go well if you're a trip leader and you can control the way that people uh, experience your vacation 
um, that, that you're invested in uh, in a little bit, if you think about it that way. So um, just be intentional about where your heart is. Be intentional about the time that you're spending and, and where you're going to do it. So if you do have a, a comment, uh, by the way, or Tanya, if, you, if you're watching this, if you'll like text me whatever major topics may have popped up, uh, can comment about that now. But if not, you know, I'll be commenting on those on Facebook here in just a little bit. Um, and the last couple of things that I'll mention is this. Um, I, I went through uh, Facebook and posted earlier uh, about um, about kind of some pet peeves that, that people have on uh, on Facebook. Like going to Disney Park, some things that sort of drive you crazy. And that's how I got a lot of the points that we talked about um, tonight. So um, don't, but here's one thing that also popped up, and we kind of shared some funny things in here and there. Um, by planning well, uh, you won't use up your fast passes on rides that have short wait times. So that's one thing that can drive people a little crazy. Sometimes maybe you'll, you'll, get the rides that you've heard about, like, you know, It's a Small World or the Teacups. Uh, these sort of classic Disney rides. Some of the classic rides do have longer wait times, but not all of them. Some of them are worth waiting in line for and to maximize your fast passes el elsewhere. And that can be uh, a pet peeve of some to, to see the way that's done. But again, um, being conscious of where you're walking and uh, stroll etiquette, being being aware of how big those things are, how wide and how, how long they are, you know, their turning radius, you know, where they will fit, where they will not fit. Um, and, and, you know, if, if you spill a drink, even we didn't talk about food really, but if you spill a drink or make a mess, you know, clean up after yourselves, uh, tell a cast member close to you, they will contact showkeeping. Uh, it's the name of their kind of janitorial staff. They call it showkeeping. They will call somebody out there. They'll be out there quickly, uh, to clean that mess up. I've witnessed that personally, um, as we had a little spill with a dull float, uh, a couple of times on a recent vacation. Um, so, uh, that's, that's kind of that. Um, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this uh, conversation tonight. I really appreciate, again, this opportunity to be able to join you all on a weekly basis. It's a lot of fun for me. I hope it's fun for you, and I hope you get something out of it. Um, if you ever have any questions, feel free to direct message me on Facebook. Uh, send me an email at johnrogers at travelmation.net. Uh, check me out on, on Facebook as well. And as always, if you have any questions about booking a trip, if you'd like to book one, I would love to be the person to help you with that. Uh, don't charge any extra fees whatsoever. Don't charge any extra agency fees. Um, and we basically will give you the same amazing pricing that Disney has. And speaking of Disney, the announcement that you've all been waiting for uh, is this, that the 20, 2020, so 2020 uh, packages will be available as of June the 18th. So just in a few days, uh, in a couple of weeks, the 2020 uh, Walt Disney World room and ticket package will, packages will be available to book. So what that means is usually you can only book uh, a resort hotel room up to 499 days in advance. That's just the resort room. But to get those great package rates to kind of begin building your vacation and looking forward to it. Uh, so for, for packages, again, for 2020, so next year, you can start booking those uh, as of basically a couple of weeks from now on, on June the 18th. And I would love to get you on a list if you're interested in that. Um, if you would you know, like for me to go ahead and get you some numbers quickly to make sure we can get you the resort uh, you want and the hotel room you want and the date you want, um, then we can go ahead and do that. You're probably saying to yourself, well, why would I want to book so early? Bunch of different reasons. And, and the quick ones are this. So by booking early, you're guaranteed to get the best rates. You're probably saying, well, what if rates go down? What if a promotion gets up? As a travel agent, I will add those promotion rates for you 
for free at no additional charge. I will get you those promotions if they apply for your package and if they are available for your package. So that's something I love doing. I love saving my clients money. I've done it before, uh, and, and I'm happy to give you references if you're curious about that. If you're a little skeptical, I understand. I get it. But I can direct you to people that will, that will kind of give you a, a testimony if you want. There's some reviews on my Facebook page that talk about that um, as well if you're curious. So you know, as far as free dining packages or special ticket promotions, and not just to Disney, but also you know, to Universal. Some of these things apply to Universal except the June 18th thing I just talked about. So again, June 18th this year, just a couple of weeks, uh, room and ticket packages open for Walt Disney World trips in 2020. So looking now, getting the best rates, you'll have time to save up. Um, for, for several months, and you can go ahead and get excited about the magic of So, thank you again for joining me tonight, and I do hope you have a very magical evening. I do hope you have a great rest of your week. I look forward to seeing you next time. Have a good day.